listening to Awake Radio. Straight talk for the awake and aware. Welcome back to the second hour of Reality Bites Radio uh, on the 20th of March 2014 with our guest Alan Watt of com. And Alan, you've got you've got other sites as well if you want to just um, throw them out there while we're talking Yeah, about them. I've got, uh, if they go into uh, com, they'll see all the other sites listed, but I also have, for Europe, I've got also uh, Alan Watt Sentient Sentinel.eu, it is the EU. So it's Alan Watt Sentient Sentinel.eu. And so they can get there. Not only that, they have all the shows on it. Not all the shows, a lot of shows to put on there, but uh, they also have transcripts of many of the shows I've done too, For if you want to read them. So there's a lot of information there. It's all free too. You know. Yeah. Okay, well, we're, we're talking off air and we kind of touched on it before we went to the break. Uh, the entertainment industry, uh, the media, uh, of course, sport comes into the entertainment. Um, I, I mean, you could talk about this for hours, as, yeah. as with Agenda 21, but... Uh, well, you you were in that uh, industry, so that's possibly your experience is, is where we start. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the thing is, it's nothing like you're taught by television or the British Idol or American Idol, etc. It's, it's rigged. It's very rigged. Everything's rigged. Uh, it's a complete uh, system. It's a complete system where everyone must know everybody else in the system who run you at the bottom if you go in as a musician. And uh, it's a very old system, by the way. Long before records came in, it was just a clique running the culture industry. You'll find that, uh, go back to the days of Plato, they knew how important it was to, to give plays out, certain kinds of plays, the proper kind of plays, as I say, uh, on behalf of the establishment, and, and the proper kind of music. So, so much so that Plato wanted musicians to be licensed back then because he said that uh, rhyme if put to revolution with a music could really incite the youth to riot. Uh, so they knew back then the power of the arts, as they called it. Uh, and it was so powerful, too, that the establishment in Athens and other places, too, in the Grecian Empire, had made it mandatory that everyone, even the slaves, had to turn up when big drama teams would come through or acting teams would come through on their tours in ancient times and had to watch it because they get their updates, like we get our updates today on what's PC and what the establishment wants, and it all came from the top down. Well, that's never changed. Any ruling establishment always gives you uh, what you're supposed to believe, uh, and it's repetition too after that, and they, they will not tolerate any dissension from, from the status quo and then from the uh, this-is-it type of thing. So uh, I think Adam Curtis did an awfully good... Uh, presentation on some of the stuff using the footage from the BBC, uh, old footage uh, on on the culture, part of the culture industry of Britain, uh, how it changed during the the 60s, the 50s and 60s, uh, and how it showed you some of the old clips of the old TV shows they used to show, Dixon and Doc Green, things like that, the the policeman is your friend in a neighbourhood type of thing, all to, 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 to make you think that's how it really was, we're all wonderful people. Um, and then he, went, he showed you the radical change from the 60s when they started showing you other parts of the system that you'd never really noticed before you took for granted. And you couple, you couple that with Jacques Elal, who the philosopher who in France who said that uh, 
all all um, drama to do with government law and law in all of its arms, including the court systems and the police. Um, any dramas to do with hospitals, for instance, professions, etc. Uh, these are all propaganda spiels. Doesn't matter. They'll give you a good hook to get you in a mystery or something to make you watch it to the end. Uh, but you're getting downloaded with propaganda until you think they're all so perfect and so caring and they're there for us. That's why they exist. But nothing is further from the truth, you see. So uh, uh, it's the same with today with the delivery of pornography. You can't watch anything but without some kind of porn being in it, uh, especially for the youth. All the horror movies are simply uh, called tits and bums movies because that's what they are. Uh, and that's when their hormones are raging, and they 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 they, they have a storyline there, a very thin storyline always, with lots of screaming and chasing and terror, and then, but they always have sex in there because that's the message. That's that's so the story uh, is simply the story is a delivery mechanism for the porn. That's what it is. Folk don't even realise it themselves. Uh, you'll find it too uh, getting shoved into the adult populations because H.G. Wells wanted to abolish marriage altogether, as many of them did, in fact. And uh, the state would eventually authorize who should have a child and by whom, and they wouldn't necessarily live together. That was the old agenda, which has come true for most folk. Uh, the state would rear them or be co-partners with them in the rearing of the children. So everything's been accomplished through the gradual abolition of the culture through uh, people adapting into the new system that was delivered to them by primarily fiction, you see. It's the greatest tool ever, ever designed, is fiction. You can get new messages across. Uh, children especially will mimic, they're born mimickers, whatever they see. Uh, that's why even their language is fantastic. Children can learn five languages if they're trotting around the world before they're ten. And they pick them up so fast because they're mimickers. Uh, they lose it eventually as they go on. So if you can get them very young and start to, as Bertrand Russell was taught, to, was doing in his uh, experimental schools in the 20s and 30s, he said if we can get the children uh, hypersexualized before puberty uh, until they're obsessed with it, he says they'll never stick with a partner long enough to have a child, never get mine, get married, you see. So it, the culture industry is one of the main parts of directing the future in the Fabian style. We are, we are short-term thinkers as human beings. Uh, uh, we plan short-term, men especially, more than women. Uh, we want to go and build something and do it and get it done, and that's it. Uh, the big boys know that using the Fabian style through maybe a period of 70 years, you've got three generations growing up, about 20 years old, having a child, and then are 20 years old, having a child, so on. So you, simply, uh, you simply push the envelope with each generation until your granny can sit with her daughter and, and her daughter and, and, and watch the envelope for porn on TV getting pushed. Until eventually you'll have live sex, even in comedy shows. I said that many years ago. Uh, that's the stage where they want to bring it down. And the big thing that, uh, Al, uh, that uh, Aldous Huxley's brother, Julian Huxley, at UNESCO said in his famous speech there, he was a, a co-founder of Planned Parenthood. He wanted to uh, kill most of the children, actually, the working class. He said, we won't need them in the future because we won't have all these jobs for them. He, uh, he said that, uh, along with Margaret Sanger, that children are weeds, basically, for the working classes. But uh, he also gave the agenda there uh, for, for, for the future by using the culture industry, etc., to train the general public not to have children, hypersexualize them, 
dehumanize them to an extent too, he says, until we knock them off their pedestal, thinking they're the supreme being on the planet, until they realize they're only another animal. When they, when they believe they're only another animal, they'll accept the, the, the indoctrination and, and the, the orders coming from experts who will be running them. Well, that's where we are today. Yeah, I, I saw I saw a headline in one of the the rags uh, during the week, and it was um, you know Kate and Will uh, holding the baby, and the the big headline above it was "One's Enough." And yeah. uh, so well, there you go. But uh, you're yeah. talking about the, the the pornography, and on Monday I read out uh, two articles actually um, contrasting. One one was in one of the the broadsheets talking about how they were going to teach pornography in school, and uh, you know they had to you know, some some porn was okay, some of it was good, some of it was bad. You know, it was, it was neither here nor there. It was all moral relativity and all that stuff. And then there was another one in the Guardian, of course, um, which boasts of uh, having Charlie Skelton. Uh, who supposedly protests against Bilderberg and his colleague Victoria Corrin, who went over to Amsterdam and produced a hardcore pornography movie and wrote a book about it and very proud of the fact. Um, but that's The Guardian. And they, they were doing a, an ad, really, as, as you've mentioned many times before, that most of these stuff that's put in the papers are, are ads. And it was, a, it was an application for your mobile phone to teach you how to perform moral sex on a woman. Yeah. And, and I had people licking the phone and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of I set up this... Um, this new Monday thing, just to read through the articles, and I, I don't, I don't really uh, read over them before I go to air because I, I want to be as shocked myself mm-hmm. as as the audience are. And I got halfway through that, and I, I just thought, oh, I should have read this, but um, mm-hmm. it was, it's disgusting, and it's, yeah. it's in the mainstream media. It's mainstream, but it all comes from the mainstream. Um, I can remember when they brought out Top of the Pops. You know, at least I was small when it was out, actually, but. That was, that was Jimmy Savile, of course, and they had Pan's people on there that were the go-go dancers that wore hardly anything at all, etc. But that was all pushed by the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation. It's a crown corporation owned by the government, you know. So here's the elite once again. And by the way, but at that time, every employee at the BBC had to have gone to Eton. You couldn't get in unless you were from Eton. So here's the British establishment, the, the wealthy, making sure that the elite were going to be, I mean, the ordinary folk were going to be completely degenerate by copying all the stuff that they were getting put in their face, etc. At the same time, they were throwing out LSD, etc., etc., you know. And, and I mean throwing it out, they were coming out and tossing bags of it over the university walls, you know. So this was a big push on behalf of those who already ruled by commerce, through monopolization, etc., and the British Empire, uh, to, to alter the culture to the next step for total con- control of the public, uh, and well, look at it today. It's it's dysfunctional. You know, it's meant to be dysfunctional. You know? Yeah. And what, what I've noticed now in the uh, well, particularly the American media, they have, they have these series now. They have season one, season two, season. Two. It just goes on and on and on and on. What uh, one of them is uh, the Walking Dead. It's all about zombies. Um, who've, who've apparently got a virus and they're, they're going around eating people uh, but from what I gather the zombies are actually us and uh, yeah. the people killing them are the, the ones that should uh, go on and survive and all that stuff um, and they've got they've got people in there um, murdering children and all sorts of things going on uh, there's another one um, which is called uh, Fallen Skies and it's about an, an alien invasion but um, I've, I've kind of plowing my way through these things to see where it's going and it looks like um, these things are going to have been genetically modified and uh, they're all set up by the elite in the first place Uh, and the other one is revolution where all the power goes out and it's caused by nanotechnology and all this stuff 
So I mean, we're being primed for it, uh, and it's 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 worse than dystopian. It's it's just pure uh, anarchy and uh, death and destruction and utter you know horrendous violence. Um, yeah. And it's moved. It, it's interesting. It's moved from uh, they're all fighting the same enemy, whether it be the aliens or or the really bad bad people, uh, just down to killing each other willy-nilly. Well, yeah, <laughs> since since the eighties, they've been churning out these disaster movies of the end times, the end of the world, etc. To, and it's always folk. Uh, there's always a dominant elite with the, the the uniform guards managing it on behalf of the world corporation, and the rest of the public living in rubble, etc. Uh, that's the story they've been pushing over and over again. And I kept wondering after that uh, article that came out, I'd probably put my website just in the archive section on the, from the Department of Defence for Britain, the think tank, when they put the ninety odd page report on uh, the future. Uh, so the preparations for the military for the future, future conflicts and so on. And, and they said in it that uh, they wanted to have eventually have super cities uh, across the world. They'll be the end of nations. They'll all, all, they'll all be owned by corporations, basically. And uh, what they didn't mention was all of the people, what happened to all the people that didn't get into those cities across the world? as they're abolishing nations and all. Well, they'll have to be killed off one way or another, you see. And that's what they're really hinting about in, in their articles when you read it very carefully. That's how to eliminate all the rioters and flash mobs and blah, blah, blah that'll be out there who are un- unhappy with it all. I mean, these are the scenarios they play out in, in their big, big think tanks all the time, all the time, on how to deal with the, the general public and still achieve their objectives for the f- always to the future for their own survival of this elite and the system that that uh, is employed to take care of them. So they're way ahead of it all, and that's where your zombie a zombie remember is someone that used to be alive, meaning intelligent and bright. That's what it means, uh, and and he's he's poisoned. Never forget that a, a zombie is poisoned. And then brought back from the dead as a slave. That's the traditional meaning of a of a zombie. And the person who poisoned them and brings them back, revives them, is now the master. So they're giving you all these little subliminal things and mocking us at the same time. They always mock the victim. They always, they can't help it. Actually, they enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the. Uh I, I don't watch television as as such. I, I see bits and pieces online and stuff like that, and you know, I, I watch these things just to see what what they're trying to push out there. But uh, I mean, the, the sport. If we, if we take the sport, we talked on fair about it. Uh, it's we just had the the Olympics, which you know, incidentally, there wasn't that much coverage over here about uh, because it was in Russia, I guess. But uh, mm-hmm. the sorry, the Winter Olympics, uh, but the Summer Olympics, Olympics, of course, were were all over the place uh, because they were in London, uh, and. You know, it's it. We're we're nearly at the stage where we're looking at one of these old movies with the gladiators and and stuff like this, and uh, everybody's hyped up to be the, the supreme being, as it were, of their of their um, their specified uh, specialist kind of bit in the in the in the pantomime, as it were. And the the coverage in the press over here is, is sickening. I mean, somebody's um, you know knocked a a piece of plastic over the net a few times and, and won a bronze medal and all of a sudden they're all over the television and on the yeah. news on Newsnight and uh, they're the best things they sliced bread but nobody heard of them three weeks mm-hmm. before that and uh, we're all supposed to look up to these people and and 
you know that's 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 the pinnacle of our achievement is to is to do this. Don't 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 think about being an engineer or no. or you know or inventing anything or or going out and um, you know helping people who need it and and being being a a good human being if you, if you like. Uh, no no no, just 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 distract yourself. Go and do something um, useless. And the same goes in with the the university courses. I mean, the, yeah. there's so many university courses here, which um, I I don't know. I, if I, if I go back 25 years, children could have done them. Yes, I know, I know. I mean, it's some of them are utterly ridiculous. You know, it's just it's all political correctness as well. You know, it's it's that too. Yeah. But but that's what we got. I mean, flash in the pan careers uh, again. It's given you this ridiculous. As you say, you don't study and work towards something. Just have a, just do a childish game like run a race. I mean, you see, you give up those things when you leave school, when you're at primary school. You know, uh, that's when you run races and stuff, or run about with balls in a game. Um, but the, again, you have massive uh, people, well, wealthy folk owning all these big football teams in the States and, and soccer teams in Britain. Uh, it's a great uh, corporate welfare system too, you'll find, because there, there are big arenas, sports arenas, that are generally paid for by the public through tax money, given to them for free, you know. And then they have all these tax deals too, because uh, they're, they're helping the city, etc., etc., by attracting tourists, blah, blah, to watch the, the sports. Well, once their tax deal is up, after 15 years or whatever, they move off to some other place. I mean, it's the same with big corporations of any kind. Everything's a scam. And uh, and to be honest with you, I mean, uh, is a pinnacle of success a guy who's running about with a ball on a field and getting millions of bucks for doing it? I mean, is that is that the whole point of similar? No, it's not. You know, it's, it's nonsense. Uh, they're actually keeping you as a child, in a sense. But as I say, that's when you give it up. It's, it's just like the old uh, Paul in the New Testament said, I think it was, uh, when I was a child, I thought of as a child, and I did as a child, but now I'm a man, and I put all childish things behind me. Uh, so why have they revived all this nonsense? But again, uh, because most folk today are powerless, men especially, actually, since all their indoctrination, for, since the 60s, and felt to feel the whole guilt to the world for things they didn't do. But uh, you'll find that they're so powerless, they either go crazy behind the driving, of, uh, the wheel of the car, it's the only time they feel power is on the road, or else as they, they live through uh, vicariously someone running about with a ball in a field like a warrior, uh, that's what they've got, because they're technically powerless in their own life, that's a fact. Yeah, just uh, talking about how childish it gets. Uh, I was down in Parliament yesterday, and uh, I wanted to get a photograph over the top of the, the the crowd, and I couldn't see because the police officers were there. So I know it had the back to me, so I didn't want to jump up on the wall when they had the back to me in case they, they got the wrong idea. So I tapped one of them on the shoulder, and he turned around and I said, "Do you mind if I get up on the wall here? Just want to take a photograph." And he says, "Yeah, yeah, fine." He says, "Have you done a health and safety assessment?" <laughs> and, and the wall was two feet high. Yeah, yeah. I, I said uh, no. I'm an adult, mm-hmm. and he just looked at me as if I had two heads. I yes, just, I, and he was dead serious. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. just unbelievable. Well, yeah, you're living in the time of control freaks and and authoritarianism, where you can't do anything of your own free will. Uh, you have to get an expert to tell you it's okay or it's not. Yeah, it's all been achieved. Well, well definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, there, there are a few people out there. Uh, trying to fight back but uh, not enough yep. at the moment unfortunately not enough um, we'll go to another piece of music and then we'll, we'll hit the last what 25 minutes or so and uh, yeah 
Take away, Steve. Freedom. Law. Education. No lizards. No aliens. No nonsense. This is Reality Bites in association with Sovereign Independent UK and One World Chronicle. Okay, we're into the last uh, 20 odd minutes or so with Alan Watts on Reality Bites Radio. Uh, we've done uh, Agenda 21, we've done a, a bit of the, the media, the entertainment industry. Well, let's let's talk about the media, Alan. Um, uh, we, we mentioned, you mentioned earlier that uh, there was no uh, law anywhere in the world that the media had to tell you the truth. That's right. And yeah. I, I mentioned earlier, I can't remember if it was on air or not, that uh, yesterday uh, was the most blatant example of... Uh, the control of the media and all going through the well, I just mentioned on there, uh, going through the BBC. I mean, they had this uh, big platform. They were the only ones raised off the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were about eight, ten feet with this big platform with the, the the roof on it, the canopy and everything on it. All the big yeah. lights up there, and that's where all the politicians went up to sit and get their yeah. interviews. And all the feeds from there, all the cables out of there went to all the other ones, and all the all the other media were just sitting there doing absolutely nothing. And yeah. just taking this information and churning it out, and with uh, CNBC, the the business channel, uh, and they were quite close to the the perimeter. And uh, Norman Lamont was being interviewed by them at one point, and I think actually somebody from the Scottish National Party was there as well. But Norman Lamont was there, and I don't know if you've heard of Bill Maloney, uh, over yeah. here, just uh, pie and mash films. He's done a lot of films on the uh, paedophile rings and stuff uh, in Britain. Elmhouse and uh, other uh, homes and churches and stuff that have been abusing children over over decades, and uh, he was he was shouting over to me, "Why don't you come and talk to me?" You know, and she was going, "Oh, you're disturbing our interview, all this kind of stuff." And I said, "Well, what are you talking about? You're talking about the price the price of cheese or something?" You know, mm-hmm. people get abused, and uh, the the police came up to me because we'd done a little interview with them uh, over the the cordon uh, to camera. And the liaison guy came up to me and says, do you mind having a word with your friend and get him to come down here? And I said, uh, no, I've done an interview with him already, thanks. Mm-hmm. And he says, but you know him, he's, he's, he's disrupting that interview over there. I said, it's not my problem, mate. Yeah. You know, and, and they just they did not want anybody whatsoever uh, talking out of turn on, on anybody's uh, audio or whatever. And we were fortunate enough to be in there. Or for, I, say, I say fortunate, but uh, we were in there. And... Uh, deliberately so, not being provocative, because uh, there's a sign in there. Uh, I can't remember the name of the street. Um, the name of the street that's on anyway, and it's that specific area, College Green. It's part of the parliamentary estate, which means the people own it. Um, but they can throw you off at any time for whatever reason they want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you think, well, where's your freedom of speech when you can't actually go onto a piece of your own property and and voice your opinion uh, to the media? Mm-hmm. But uh, we weren't allowed to approach any of the the media there because uh, we, we wanted to ask them what what they thought they were reporting. Yeah, you know, but they, they wouldn't talk to us. And one of them, uh, I think, the girl could only have been about eighteen, nineteen years old, and she was she was doing an interview of uh, like the likes of Norman Lamont and people like that. And uh, she said, "Oh, I, I can't talk to you guys because uh, my editor would sack me." Hmm. Yeah. So well, so why are you in this career then? Because you ain't going to, you know, what, what what pride do you get? What satisfaction is there in this? Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. And I don't know what to teach them at college, but uh, maybe you know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, it's also self-interest. I mean, they've created a, 
as Russell said, too, will create a hedonistic, narcissistic society, more so with those who are or consider themselves middle class. And therefore, they're quite willing to go along for their paychecks to do anything because they're being, they don't care about other people, really. And uh, they're on a winning side, they think, you see. And so they're willing to go along with it. Uh, that's part of the problem today. They have no empathy for others outside themselves or their own clique. Uh, so self-interest rules, it wins out for these kind of people. And they don't really care what's happening outside themselves. That's part of it. Yeah. Another thing is the, uh, I've mentioned it before on there, the uh, behavioural insights team. Uh, the government department is set into behavioural change and all the rest of it. And you go there and the last thing they put up was uh, organ, donor, organ donation. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been pushed in the, the BBC and all that now as well. Uh, oh, you're selfish if you don't uh, get yourself a donor yeah. card. All yeah. this. And uh, it's the, the the way they, they word the questions. Uh it's it's all it's all led in the direction they want, and they'll come up with statements which really don't have a right answer. Sure. That is to leave you in this kind of limbo where you think, oh well, maybe that's okay, maybe it's not, but uh, I'm sure somebody will, will get some benefit out of it, so it doesn't bother me. That kind of thing, and they just let it go, and uh, and you can almost hear the the presenters smirking in the background saying, "Gotcha." Yes. You know? yeah. Well, Monty Python had that in, in their, their their movie, the. Uh... It was the meaning of life. It starts off with the with the two couple, the two guys who turn up at a doorstep asking for the husband's liver, you know. And uh, it's a comedy, of course. But uh, they, these guys knew the agenda. They knew this whole agenda. People never ask why. Why today is there such a massive need for organs? Uh, it's a worldwide network, you know, uh, the organ donation business, big big business too, and. Uh, I know a surgeon who, he, he called himself a harvester. He, he goes out and takes hearts and lungs of people. They've come up with a new technique today where they can actually uh, keep them uh, keep the stuff fresh for much longer than they used to so they can transport across the world. Massive market. So you think it's going to, to someone in, in your own country, hopefully someone you know or or someone local, but no, it's going to be going to China for all you know, for some bigwig there. But... Uh, I can remember, I think it was the 90s, a big scandal came out in Britain because it started off in Halifax, Nova Scotia, apparently. There was a whole warehouse found of body parts. They came from the Midlands, I think, in England. And the investigation dragged on for a while. Little bits came out at a time. Apparently, parents had been told over a 10 or 15-year period that their children had died in hospital in this big National Health Service region, uh, had been given what they thought were the corpses of their children uh, and, and had them buried at the funeral. And then but, uh, three or four times they had to redo it as they added more organs that they found stashed away in, in uh, literally warehouses in England, England and then eventually in Nova Scotia. It was never explained completely as to why this was happening, but the guy who was in charge of the National Health Service for that whole, I think it was a Manchester, that big area was Manchester or something, he um, apparently had ultimate authority to do all this from the, from the top of the government. He was never charged for anything. Uh, it was never disclosed to the public as to why there were this ongoing collection of, of body tissues, body parts from thousands and thousands of children had even taken place. Uh, were they experimenting on it? What were they doing? Uh, we we are living at a bottom level in a reality uh, that's obsolete in the past somewhere. 
uh, but it's not in the present. Um, because what they're up to today, from, from the spraying of the skies to, to the electromagnetic fields that they're using and HARP uh, and the Wi-Fi and all the rest of it, uh, and everything else, we don't even know what reality is. We, we're reduced to what it says in the Daily Record or the Daily Mail or, 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 or stuff like that. that. That's how bad it is as far as reality is for us. It's a different. It's the bottom rung of the ladder that we're, the general population are on at any one time. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the news, I'll call them newspapers, but uh, the, the, the papers over here, um, you, I'll, I'll, I go in the paper shop and I'll, I'll leaf through them and, and just, it's, it's just bewildering that people actually read that stuff and uh, and take it in and think, well, okay, well, they're talking about it in the shop, going, oh, that's terrible, that's terrible, or, or whatever it is. Oh, look at, look at so-and-so, she's had her breasts removed, apparently, um, you know. That kind of thing, and that's yeah. that's the, the that's the conversation for the day. It's a conversation on the bus and the work, and uh, it's. I mean, people people used to actually talk about real issues, uh, what was going on in their in their, their own community, and uh, what what happened to Mrs. Smith last week because she broke her leg, and we're going around to help her tomorrow, and, and all that kind of stuff. And it, there's none of it anymore. There, there, we we hear all this. Um, oh yeah, we're looking after your community. Well, there is no community anymore. No, it's, it's gone, and. I can remember when I was when I was small. Um, in a sense, everybody around you in your street was your mum. Every every woman was your mum, because if you did anything wrong, they could run out and scalp you in the head, and that was it, you know, and uh, and get off with it. And and so every you know every watched out for everybody else. That was the natural way of it. And uh, you didn't have all the cops. You didn't need the cops, in fact, because everybody watched out for everybody else and helped everybody else out too. Uh, people who had cancers, remember, uh, your, your folks would take turns in the streets uh, cooking their dinners for them and take them over and things like that. It, that These were the real communities where folk knew who everybody was. They were concerned about everybody else. Um, if your mum was in the hospital, uh, one of the neighbours would, would, would feed the children uh, when the mother's in the hospital. Like, you had no problems. About, you didn't need government agencies for all these things you have today. Because government agencies, remember, it's not just a two-edged sword. The reason they come out in the first place is the fake reason. The real reason is to gain more authority over you. So uh, the real communities are pretty well gone. I can remember, too, when, when folk would get laid off and folk would have collections near it to pay off the rent for the folk who couldn't afford it and stuff. I mean, this all came from the people themselves because uh, one day it might be your turn to get help, and that's how it worked quite naturally, and that had been that way for a long, long time. It's all gone now. Yeah, yeah I, it's, I mean, we've kind of gone full circle, really, because I was, uh, when you were talking about the people helping each other out, uh, down in Somerset now, that that's actually what's happening, uh, and they, because they had to, they they had to set up uh, a big food store somewhere that people could get access to. Uh, I, I don't mean a shop. I mean people just brought loads of food from all over. I mean from up in Scotland and stuff. People were driving there with truckloads of food and, and leaving it yeah. for people, and uh, that that sense of community has actually returned there because through through necessity, and mm-hmm. they're now they're now realising that the state has basically abandoned them. Mm-hmm. And and they're starting to kind of look outside the box, as it were, and say, yeah, well, well we can do this ourselves. We don't need these agencies That's just right. to help us out. And, and all uh, you have to do now is abolish the, all the taxes that aren't coming down either for all these supposed services that don't exist. Yeah. Well, ex- exactly, yeah. I mean, I, I, I sent an FOI to my council, and I said to them, uh, excuse me, is, is this uh, council tax or is it council's tax? And she said, excuse me? I said, is it council tax or council's tax in the plural? In the plural. Mm-hmm. 
And she says, what do you mean? I says, well, I've got three councillors on my bill. I thought yeah. I only had one. And I says, what, is, what does this one do? And she says, oh, well, they, they do the roads. I says, well, what does road tax pay for then? And, I, and she could ask, I'll get somebody to call you back on that. I says, oh, don't bother. I says, well, what does this one do? She says, oh, they do the bins and stuff like that. I says, well, I, that, that's tangible. I can see that. I can see somebody's doing something. Uh, I says, what does the parish council do? She says, oh, they look after the, the public toilets in the village and uh, some of the green areas. I say, well, they don't look after mine and I don't use the toilets. So why am I paying for that? You know, so why, why, can't the, why can't the church pay for that? I mean, yeah. you know, what's, what's that got to do with me? Uh, but uh, I, I did want one of the major councils to write back and say we uh, we funded uh, the Gay Pride March last week and say you know and write back to them and say well actually I'm not, I'm never going to benefit from that mm-hmm. and see what they said to that one because yeah. because uh, then I'm being discriminated against because I'm heterosexual. Yeah, of course. But again, going back to even Lenin and Lenin was put in. Remember, he came from Switzerland initially, but and he wasn't Swiss either, but. Um, Lenin uh, said that uh, the West will create, gradually create uh, agencies, government agencies or services, he called them. He says they'll, all be, he says they'll, they'll, they'll explode over the West over many years, in a generation or two or three generations. He said they'll become authorities over the people. That's their function. And that's exactly what they're for. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think the, the, the one you mentioned earlier and possibly the, the most sinister today is this Gurfek thing because that's, that's mm-hmm. going to affect everything. Uh, well, the, the the point is is to is to literally examine every child born frequently, even monthly, uh, for for up for seeing if it's politically correct. Any if that child, especially the males, show any inclination for too much inquisitiveness, uh, they'll be going in for uh, rectification, you might say, to get them back on the on the the, the authorized path. Uh, of not asking certain questions, etc. So curiosity can be a dangerous thing today. You know, it's terrible, but it's a thing to say, but it's so true. Curiosity is forbidden in certain areas, and and um, and these these agents were, are going to do psychological testing on them constantly. They want to see how they feel about again sexual issues, and and also uh, even before they're five, they want to find out how they view other people's and neighbours and, and different ethnic communities and so on and so on. Now, a child is curious, uh, is going to have his opinions, and uh, if that child's opinions... I mean, your opinions can change as you're learning, naturally, you know. Uh, and But that's not going to work that way. It's going to be, oh, this child asked this particular question today, or he made this little comment... Um, uh, so you're going for rectification, just like they've drugged them in the schools. If they show too much inquisitiveness, they're going to rectify those children. This is a total social engineering of a society, yeah, from 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 birth, literally, from literally from birth, yeah. Yeah, well, it, yeah. well, it certainly is from birth in Scotland. I think they'll be a, they'll probably be at the hospital bed uh, when when the baby's born. Who knows? Yes. But uh, you know, curiosity killed the cat. Well, they moved up from cats. They're going to bump you off as well. Um, the and, and there was a thing came out uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they, they first uh, started touting this three-parent uh, thing. They were going to the mix the genes from three different parents, and mm-hmm. now they're now they're talking about multiple parents. So the, the child isn't even going to have uh, uh, two parents at all. Of course, they, they've yeah. got nobody to relate to. They've not got a mother or father. They've just got this uh, group of people who who are supposedly uh, their parents. Here's how you, what you have to understand: when these boys make a war on something, uh, there's more involved than what you think initially. 
uh, when they had a, the, when the communists and the, the capitalists of the West said that if a war to destroy the family unit, uh, there was more than just that. They both believed that eventually science was to control everything on behalf of the the wild men, as Charles Galton Darwin called his own upper class. You know, could, who could make decisions, not who wouldn't be indoctrinated. And so the destruction of the family unit, it was only one part of one stage on the way to their goals. Uh, homosexual liberation is a, a stage on the way to it. So is the lesbian movement and so on, the transgender movement, until all normalcy of the way tradition, the way it was, is destroyed. And then when, when everything's in flux, you can bring in the multi-parent family, and then eventually you won't even know even where the donors came from for different genes. This is all a staged plan, you see, step by step. But first you've got to destroy all what was traditional and normal to bring it all in and then hit them with all kinds of things that you think are unrelated, get you even fighting about it and arguing about it. They don't care about homosexuals or lesbians at the top. They don't give a darn because they've done all, they've never followed any traditional sexual morality at the elite down through centuries, thousands of years, you know, for themselves. Never, ever. And um, the only important things that they have to do is to have at least, at least have offspring. They don't care who from, except it's from one of their own elite. Uh, and they don't have to even stay with them or live with them. And that keeps their, their progeny going. But um, you must destroy tradition to bring in the new. But once you're in flux, getting hit with so many things that you think are just silly, um, then it's to get to their real goal, which is to, well, anything's normal. Here's the new uh, human-engineered hybrid creation, etc., or, or the part cyborg even, uh, or even a brand new being. Uh, I've got an old science book here where they talked about doing this very agenda, by the way, um, by scientists, written by scientists, and they said that eventually if we need undersea get divers. We use them now to, to repair the oil rigs in the North Sea, uh, the guys who can weld underwater. It says, but we could do the same thing by giving, creating gills in a human being. So all these things have to be done. If they suddenly brought in a half fish man, we say that's inhumane, blah, blah, blah. But you simply give a whole generation, hit them with all traditional destruction until anything goes. Lots of science fiction, and then you, you bring out your fish man, nobody, nobody's going to care. Yep. We've only got um, five minutes left. Uh, Give us a, a, a brief outline of what you're doing now. I, I know you were uh, writing another book, or two books, mm-hmm. three books, I don't know. Yeah. And, do, you want to, uh, do you want to give them a plug? Yeah, they, they aren't just quite finished yet, because I've got, I've got to get them uh, all printed up. But uh, uh, I've gone into some things more deeper, too. I've done, put more poetry out there as well. And what I've been doing this winter, apart from trying to get everything done, you wouldn't believe that if I hadn't taken this winter off, I would never have survived, because every day it's been shoveling. Shoveling snow. I mean, lots of snow. And my driveway isn't from the pavement sort of thing to the, to the door. It's like, it's like hundreds of feet, a few hundred feet <laughs> to get out of here. So I've been getting about a foot of snow a day, sometimes more. Uh, sometimes day and night. So it's like two feet at times. I've never seen so much. If I had been trying to do a show at the same time, I'd have been burned right out, you know. So I've been getting the books finished and, and up to date. Uh, looking, standing back and looking at the whole system of what people think is the is the opposition to everything that's going to see, because I know there's a lot of there's a lot of things out there that aren't quite as it seems. I'm well aware of it all actually, and I know again too that the ones that they are genuine are fighting this um, 
I know how they're destroyed or taken over or, and, and, or misled even, you know. So the boys at the top never forget are not stupid. I mean, you have, when, you, when we at the bottom, as I say, we've got, we're at the bottom rung of reality. The guys at the top and the big think tanks are employed full time on specific problems for each think tank to deal with, just specific areas of their agenda. We at the bottom have got to try to find all of this stuff, which is almost impossible, keep track of it all, and find out what's important enough to put out a, a story on it and what's going on. Um, that's one heck of a task. So I realized that the, the main thing is to come back to the basics of it all, come back to the history of it all, and, and keep to reality of it all too. Um, and say, here's all your documentation on it. Here's the big players who helped develop the present culture we're living through today. Many of them are dead now, long dead. But the, all, the, all the changes we're going through right now were designed back in the 50s by guys now dead who worked at the big cultural industry think tanks. So we're living through a script, and it's time we stopped this script because at the end, um, it's, it's not for our benefits. People also have to decide basic things like, what is freedom? If you get 100 people together today, you'll get 100 different answers. There's so much confusion out there. What literally is freedom? Uh, what do they want out of the system? What do they want? These things are never answered uh, as good as uh, uh, pointing to all the stories we're given to, 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 to prattle on about and argue about. But what's the solution to this? Is there a solution to this? You have to get common agreements because organization is the only way it's going to, you're, going to, you're going to fight this and overcome it. It's, it's going to be organized. And then when you organization, you're guaranteed to have infiltration. Guaranteed to have infiltration. You, You'd almost have to have a mandate, and, and here's your, your top laws, like God's laws here. And if you see anybody at the top deviate from them, that's it, get them out. Yeah. That's it. You'd have to be utterly ruthless about it, you know, strict. Yeah. Well, I've heard, I've heard you mention before that, uh, you know, they, they talk about all these treaties and uh, how difficult it would be to unravel them. And uh, I, I go along wholeheartedly with your own solution, and it could uh, keep you warm for many, many a year, as that's a, a match. That's mm -hmm. all you need, and just uh, yeah. burn them. That's it. Game over. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, we've reached the end. Uh, speedy two hours there. And uh, well, thanks very much. And uh, we'll we'll talk uh, we'll talk off air about um, what's coming up next. Yeah. Sure enough, it's been a pleasure. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Cheers. Bye now.